Welcome to the audio podcast, the weekly sermon of the First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn. We continue our multi-access worship both online in our recently renovated sanctuary. Sunday morning service is in person at 11 a.m. and we are live on firstchurchbrooklyn.org as well as the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Now, this week's message. Everybody for that, that beautiful ministry. Let me just pray before I start speaking. God, thank you for this moment carved out of busy schedules and heavy burdens. This moment to sit together, to tell these ancient stories, to dream of beautiful futures. I pray that my words tonight would take us closer to those dreams, but be with us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you heard of doom scrolling? Some folks have. It's a word folks came up with to describe the experience of scrolling through social media and descending into the abyss of doom and destruction that's constant on all of our feeds. You scroll and scroll and scroll and all you see is pain and suffering. And that word is now used in medical journals and in papers published by reputable psychological associations because it's actually making us sick. And we didn't need academic articles to tell us that. Even though we know this, we do it anyways. And I was doing this anyways. I've been doing it in part because I feel that my personal emotional sickness doesn't hold a candle to what people are actually suffering. And I feel like it's my responsibility to know, to witness, to what involves me, to try to understand what I'm obligated to address. But that doesn't mean it's not also completely overwhelming. So I was scrolling, and I came across this video that was pure peace, a calm respite and a wash of brutality. It was a collection of grainy color footage from Sudan from before the most recent rounds of violence and it was just folks living their lives, walking through markets, baskets on their heads, a couple riding a motorcycle, a woman's chin resting on her lover's shoulder, kids playing in a rivulet, laughing and smiling at the camera, A meal at a communal table where everyone seems to feel safe and soft and whole. It was an atmosphere that felt like a before that was also a beyond. A past that is also the future that we want. Something that we long for but could never be real for us. Something that we miss and the deepest parts of ourselves we miss as something lost that we've never really experienced it. Someone said that there's a word for this in the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. Anamoya, nostalgia for a time you've never known. Now, as we arrive at Christmas, we all probably experience nostalgia in all sorts of ways. 
The season has a way of eliciting that emotion from us, of commanding it, of drawing these core memories and foundational desires from our very being, from whatever that thing is that makes us, us. And sometimes these desires are oriented around things that we've known. Moments of connection and meaning, family tradition or special seasonal miracles of snow and lights and a certain magic. But I think nostalgia is often just as much about what we haven't experienced. About dreams deferred. About desires unfulfilled. About what we wish were true of our lives and our world, but is not. The love we wish we knew. The belonging we wish we felt. The home we wish we had. This is a common human experience, not just today in our world or just around Christmas, but always. I think we've always held our personal pain in the pain of a broken world and imagined a future which feels like a past, which feels like the truest version of living but still remains unreachable, like a dream that evaporates if you hold it too tightly. Nostalgia is a home you can never quite reach. I think these ancient writers that we're reading tonight were ministers of a prophetic nostalgia. They continually remembered a past that never was in order to call us into a future that very much could be. Could be if God would act. Could be if we responded to that act. If we would give ourselves to the work that God calls us to, if we would begin to collect brick and mortar and start building toward that vision. These ancient writers called Jesus the cornerstone. They felt that he was the foundation, the ground, the bedrock of the new home that we could build together. They saw in the arrival of this miniature God the blueprint for recreation, a world turned on its head, a world in which kings are torn from their thrones and the children are God, a world in which the temples are empty and the stables are filled with the sound of worship, a world in which safety, belonging, and home are not secured by the violence of tyrants, but by communities binding themselves together in love. A world of possibilities unlimited by an anemic imagination. I think the power of Christmas lies beneath its surface. It's in our searching hearts. It's in our wandering souls which grasp outward toward others, even in fear and trepidation at times, but for a moment articulating a longing that we hold year-round. We want to belong. We want to see justice. We want to be home. What if God made home for us in an unlikely place? In a stable, maybe, among strangers? And what if the people who were formerly strangers became family? And what if together we started to build the world that we miss, which we have never known, and yet more deeply and intimately miss more than anything else. Maybe that desire is a call made by ancestors or a spirit 
or heavenly lights or just humanness. Or maybe if we pay attention to the signs, we'll see that we've found it. We found that world that we longed for, that it's here, that it took flesh and dwells among us, that the world we desire exists and exists in the form of this mystical child. Perhaps the mystery of the world we long for and strain towards is held in the manger. It's reality sung out for thousands of years. It's hope lived out in these small collections of lovers who have given themselves over to its power. Maybe it's much closer than we think. Maybe that world exists here, here, in some nascent form. And our deepest desire for a world that we've never known is held and fulfilled here by the love of God. Someday, at Christmas, you will have laid a hold of this truth. You will have touched this reality, even if just in passing, even if only for a moment, the emptiness of the world's options will be made clear and you will discover that you have been called to something greater than anything that you have known thus far. You will see in a flickering flame the possibility of a world transformed into something totally new and yet completely recognizable as the object of your deepest longing. And your soul sickness will be healed. Someday, or maybe this Christmas is that someday. As I close, I want to pray. Oh God, can you hear our hearts tonight? Can you hear our hurt and our yearning? Do you see our love which convinces us to pray? Can you feel the depth of our desire for totalizing liberation? Oh God, we want your world, not ours. That world in which power is given to children, in which kings are brought down from their thrones and the hungry are given all that they need. the world you promised us, a world anticipated by the Christmas story. Help us to understand the lesson in it. Help us to be shaped by it. Help us to give ourselves to making it, because God, we hear the urgency in Jesus' cries. 
ringing out from Palestine, the Congo, Sudan, Haiti, and our own streets. So lead us to where he is. Give us the capacity to protect him from danger, to feed and clothe and honor him. listening to this week's message. We trust you were fed as well as challenged by the content. This audio archive supplements a video library of the entire service. The video, along with music from our internationally recognized gospel choir, is available on firstchurchbrooklyn.org. We provide multi-access worship options both in person and online Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We are live in the sanctuary as well as firstchurchbrooklyn.org and the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Visit firstchurchbrooklyn.org for more information on both online and in-person worship. Remember that now, as always, you are loved.